Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, everybody. Welcome back from that quick break. Enough bathroom talk uh, from Nick and I. But, uh, Nick, uh, we we talked a little bit about Russell's injury. I thought Brett came in, um, did about what you expect, right? I mean, it's tough for a guy to come in. Um, you know, in that spot. He talked a little bit about that after the game. Um, and, you know, he also talked to Nick about Russell and, and just how tough uh, he was tonight. Like you said, you know, six sacks, 11 quarterback hits. I mean, the guy's just taking a beating. And really, I mean, Nick, at this point in the season too, we're talking, what is this, week 13, week 14, whatever it is, he's taking a beating all year. I, I'd have to look up how many times he's been sacked this season, but I would have to assume he's towards the top of the league. Uh, but here's here's Brett Rippon. We have the audio of him talking about Russell Wilson after the game and kind of just his toughness uh, to, to stick it out in that one. Yeah, I thought he was, you know, stepping up in the pocket really well. Um, you know, I thought our guys made plays. Um, you know, we had a lot of good yards after catch, which helps. Um, but, you know, ultimately uh, I thought he was getting the ball out on time. And, you know, he was stepping up and making plays and putting his body on the line, man. I mean, we can say all we want, but we're three and nine, they're nine and three, and the guy's out there battling his ass off to try to win the game. Like, that to me is somebody I want to follow. Mm. Wow. That was a good quote, man. And and I think it also speaks to one, one Brett's just really good. He's a great guy, a uh, great person to talk to in the locker room, but. Uh, I think it also speaks to Nick. There's been a lot of talk recently about losing the locker room, leadership, Russell Wilson. Uh, you know, is this a guy that people actually believe in in that locker room? And I think today sh- showed a lot. One, it showed the belief that the guy's still having him. And I think it also just showed the guts that Russell has to stick that out. And and Nick, it was unfortunate to see him go down because one, it was, it was a really scary injury. Um, you know, it, it, it reminded me a little bit of the Teddy Bridgewater one uh, last year where uh, he goes down, takes a hard hit to the ground um, and, you know, is kind of not moving. And it was unfortunate. He got up, obviously he still looked totally out of it when they first brought him off to the sideline. But, um, you know, I I think that it it was unfortunate to see because he was playing so well, Nick, and he he had just had one of the best plays of the game, scrambling on that third and long, um, getting him, you know, close to the end zone, obviously sets up a touchdown. Uh, it was just unfortunate to see him not be able to finish that game. And, and I even tweeted it, Nick. I think the Broncos might have won that game if, if he stays in the game because he was playing so well. And, and again, Brett came in and did what he could. 
Um, you know, had the tough interception there that was towards the end of the game. But, uh, you know, I, I thought Russell, um, like Brett said, was just in, extremely tough. Yeah, and, and to hear a guy who had to come in kind of cold and uh, lead a team in a very pivotal, pivotal situation. And when you look at when Brett came in, the ball was on the five-yard line, you get a penalty, and it just seemed as though things are going south at that point. And when the Broncos should have been going north, they were moving backwards, moving backwards, but still to show the resilience, but more importantly, to make that throw. I mean, if you, if you go back and watch that throw, there is the, the offensive line, believe it or not, they did create somewhat of a pad. So, you know, Brett Ripley can make that throw. But linebacker Nick Bolton, I mean, the ball went over his outstretched hands and it just kind of dropped right in the bucket to Jerry Judy, who ran an excellent route. So sometimes uh, the situations are not going to be perfect, but you still have to go out there and definitely uh, execute. And uh, to hear Brett said what he said about Russell Wilson, that tells you that all those uh, things that were said about Russell and the lack of leadership is a bunch of hyperbole. And we know we work in the media business. And when the team is struggling, you got to find something because you're not that creative to come up with talking points. So you have to start to create talking points is that, hey, there's an issue in the locker room. Hey, guys didn't show up to Russ's birthday party. So guess what that means? When you look and when you when you listen and you look and you talk to those players, just like you and I, every single time we're in that locker room, there's kind of a different vibe. So I'm glad that Brett was, uh, he wasn't prompt to say those things about Russell, but he chose to say those things on his own. But that speaks volumes to the level of leadership and confidence these guys have in Russ. And you're absolutely right. The momentum started to swing. And you, if you look at the camera shots of uh, Eric Bieniemy, uh Andy Reid, and more importantly, Patrick Mahomes, they saw that fear, right? That, oh, this game is starting to slip away. If Russell doesn't get injured, the Broncos, in my opinion, I feel as though, and like in yours, they win this ball game. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I really believe that. But also, you know, my dad told me if if and buts were candy and nuts, what a party we would have, right? Um, so <laughs> wait a minute, hold on, George. Here it is. I'm thinking that you've been, you know, uh, very optimistic. And your outlook is positive. I was. I, I still am. I'm just saying oh, we can't, you know, it's it's you know if it butts, you know. You know what you did? You you reverted back to, you know, another sitcom character. You know, Cliff Clavin sitting at the end of the bar uh, in, in Cheers. That's what you just did. First you gave me George Costanza. Now you're giving me Cliff Clavin. Come on, man. What are you Cheers doing? is too old for me. I've ne- I haven't seen Cheers. I, I mean, I know it's famous, but I haven't seen it. Uh, so that reference went way over my head, Nick, but, uh, <laughs> but, but no, seriously, I, I think you're right. And, and like I said, I mean, they were playing good football, man. And, and the defense was getting stops and they, they got a couple more in that fourth quarter, even after Russell went out and, and gave the Broncos a chance. Obviously, I think the first one was, you know, they started at their own five. Um, you know, you had, a, I think like four or five yards on first down, Brett fumbles the snap on the second one. They, they end up having a third and long. They don't convert. Then the next one, they get the ball back again, uh, right after the jewel, the second jewel interception, right? They get around midfield and uh Rippin tries to make a play downfield, gets hit as he throws, and obviously the ball's intercepted, and, and that was kind of the, the end of the game um as the as the Chiefs ran out the clock. But you know, I, I thought he I thought he came in and, and played fine. It'll be interesting to see how they handle Russell. You and I broke that down a little bit earlier. You know, is he is that a, a guy that can maybe come back and play this week? I highly doubt it. I also would not risk it, right? Uh, especially when you're, you're you're talking about a very serious concussion. It wasn't just like a 
oh, we, you know, he got hit in the head one time. I mean, he, it was a very serious one. I don't expect him to play. I just think it'll be tough to keep him off the field. But, Nick, there was also a couple other injuries in the game that we got to get to. Mike Boone, unfortunately, carted off the field. Uh, it was an ankle injury. I don't think it was as serious as they first anticipated, from my understanding. It still looks like he'll probably miss the rest of the season. Um, but I, I don't think there was any break or maybe even torn ligaments there. It was just a very bad ankle sprain, from my understanding, I believe. Uh, and then Kendall Hinton, uh, Nick, was having a great game. He wasn't in there the last, uh, I believe, the last drive because he uh, had a hamstring injury. And I talked to him in the locker room after the game, um, and he said that it, he just felt it immediately on that drive when they started on the five and uh, wasn't able to go back in the game. And he, he told me he wasn't even close to get back in the game. It sounds like he's going to have to get an MRI and get that checked out uh, on Monday. Nick, just watch. I, I think that's all the injuries. I can't remember if I'm missing anyone. But, Nick, it just seems like this team's been bit uh, by the injury bug. I mean, it, what's just your your thoughts on, on these guys and, and losing a couple more guys, especially, again, like I mentioned, on the offensive side, they've, they've had so many guys uh, go down to injury. Yeah, it, it's something that breaks you down mentally because you walk out of every single game uh, wanting to uh, emerge victorious as far as uh, the scoreboard is concerned. And now you're losing on the scoreboard and you're losing as far as healthy guys on either side of the ball. One guy I think that uh, you, you might have missed out on, uh, Jacob Martin, uh, had a knee. So uh, it, it's, it, it's definitely mentally uh, frustrating when you see guys go down because now guys who are not used to playing are thrust into action. And as a coach, it makes it really difficult for you to scheme on either side of the ball, but more importantly, offensively, when you don't know who's going to go down and how well guys are going to play uh, under pressure. I mean, just like you mentioned, you know, early uh, in the show that, you know, when you look at the fact of how many guys you had to roll in and, you know, Luke Waltenberg, Wattenberg, excuse me, you know, you had to take him out of the lineup and put in Natani Muti. To me, that, that, that says a lot. And just think about it. Put yourself in the shoes of Clint Kubiak saying, okay, well, I have an idea of what I want to run, but I'm very limited because my offensive line puts a lot of stress on our quarterback and our ability to pass pro and run the ball and open up holes. But then also I'm limited because guess what? My receiving core is, is dropping like flies. Now, we don't know where Corlin Sutton is as far as his hamstring injury. Will he be back? But I heard fans talking at the game, and you probably heard the whispers too. Gosh darn it, another hamstring. Why don't you guys stretch? And I'm like, uh, a hamstring could be more than just uh, stretching. It's just not that simple. But it is really difficult when you have to watch as so many players uh, get injured. Nick, I was just about to ask you, though, because um, obviously people are saying that the people, the people that are saying – just stretch to prevent a hamstring injury. Don't know what they're talking about. Right. But, but <laughs> I do want to ask you, Nick, as a former player, it is, it's totally wild how many hamstring injuries they've had this season. It, can you put your finger on why maybe that is, is it just an, an, you know, an odd occurrence that they're having this many and how is it that you do prevent those hamstring injuries? Well, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, lead to that, but you know, uh, the first thing I think about, is think about how um, shortened the drives are for offense. And you got to kind of get your work yourself into a lather and work yourself into a rhythm. But they're, they're, they were not able to sustain those kind of drives early on in the season. That's why, we, in my opinion, right, that, you know, guys were ending up with these hamstring injuries. So think about it. As we start to move into the colder months, 
man, you have to make sure those hamstrings are, are kind of warmed up. They used to have these little uh, adhesive strips that I used to cut and I used to put them on my hamstrings uh, once we get to the colder part of the month. Because once you sit on that bench, I mean, that bench is hot. I mean, it's hot fire. So it, it heats up and warm up that strip that I would put on my hamstring so much that, it, I mean, it was really burning me and burning me in the shower. But I needed to do that to make sure that my muscles stay stretched, they stayed hydrated, and they still had some kind of uh, fluidity in it. I don't know what the players are doing now, but one of the things that came to mind automatically is not having you know long drives to really stretch out to warm up and lubricate those hamstrings could be a reason as to why. Because you don't have, if you look on the defensive side of the ball, I would dare say you don't have that many players on the defensive side of the ball with hamstring injuries. Yeah, I wouldn't know, Nick. I don't do a whole lot of exercising, uh, <laughs> especially to that degree uh, of these guys. But uh, it, it is, it's just odd, Nick. And it just feels like they've just been unlucky. And you're talking about a team that leads the league already uh, in guys on the injured reserve. I think it's 15. I would assume Mike Boone might be placed on it this week. Um, you know, Kendall Hinton, again, didn't sound totally promising. And you talk about four games being left. You know, a guy like Kendall Hinton and, and even Mike Boone, you know, maybe they would try to rush back and, and play in a game or two because both those guys are in contract years and, and kind of unproven guys. Even though I will say, Nick, I'm to the point I'm giving Kendall Hinton a deal uh, to stay in Denver because that dude just makes plays. And uh, look, he may not be the fastest or the strongest uh, or the best route runner out there, but man, he's he's just a solid football player. He makes very little mistakes. Uh, he rarely drops passes. I mean, the guy's just consistent, and he can do a lot of things for you. So good on him. Hopefully he he can, you know, get healthy, and hopefully it's not too serious. But, again, you're talking about a hamstring. You're probably out two, three weeks maybe. Uh, and who knows if Cortland Sutton comes back. I doubt KJ – we see KJ Hamler again this year. I mean, what Nick, what do you do at the wide receiver? And we talked about the offensive line. I mean, they're completely decimated. They're about to start uh, next week, five guys that were all – you know, backups are on the practice squad next week uh, on the offensive line. And, uh, but what do you do at wide receiver when you talk about, you got Jerry Judy, who's playing great, right? Um, you know, Jalen Virgil had a catch tonight. It's nice to see that Brandon Johnson. But after that, man, and you're talking about, I'm, I'm, I'm listing undrafted rookie wide receivers, right? What do you do? What do you do at receiver? And especially too, Russell Wilson's not playing. You're talking about backup quarterback, man, they're in a tough spot. Dude, man, I mean, you're going deep on your fantasy roster, uh, naming a lot of those guys. So I'm sure uh, as soon as Russ was injured, as soon as they got worried about Kendall Hinton and, and, and Brandon Johnson was knocked down on that Russell Wilson in his pick six in the first half, I'm sure immediately they got on the phone and started working the waiver wire to see what wide receivers are out there. So don't be surprised. Uh, come tomorrow or Tuesday, there are some new names uh, out there for the Denver Broncos. Hopefully, George, that this forces the Broncos to kind of elevate, you know, uh, 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 Victor Bolden and finally put him uh, in the mix as a wide receiver. Because I'm just like, why you got the guy on the team if you're not going to implement him into the offense, knowing as though you have very limited options offensively. So hopefully this means uh, an opportunity for Victor Bolden. Or you know what they could do, Nick, is sign Odell Beckham Jr. Stop. Stop. 
Just, just stop, George. Just, yeah, I, he's he's already said he went. He's obviously going to go to a contender. Obviously, and he's also probably going to sign on somebody that's like he's not going to sign with anybody till like the Super Bowl. Um, you know. Well, but, uh, well George, I, I, it, as absurd as that sounds, OBJ hasn't played all season long, so we don't really know where he is as far as his health is concerned. And I know he wants to play on a contender because he wants to try to win another Super Bowl. But for him. Maybe it would be smart for him to sign with the Denver Broncos team to start working on that early chemistry because if the Broncos were to add a guy like Odell Beckham, a healthy guy, moving into 2023, that would only take this offense to a whole different level. So while I was laughing initially, I thought about it. was like, you know what? He wants to be on a contender, but maybe he should be on the Broncos now because they could be in contention next year with a couple of moves. Yeah, well, and I think they 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 definitely. I mean, and we can talk about this later, Nick, at a later date in the off season. But you know, they're going to have to go out and get another playmaker because uh, we've seen that the depth at wide receiver this year. Obviously, they had a lot of injuries, but these are also guys that we're now seeing just have in, they're injury prone, right? When you talk about you know Cortland Sutton, uh, the Tim Patrick thing. I mean, you forget about him. Um, you know, KJ Hamler has been dealing with injuries throughout his career. Even Jerry Judy. I think starting to really play good football. He's he's shown that he's had some injury issues. So maybe you bring in maybe you bring in another guy that has injury <laughs> injury issues. I don't know, Nick. Uh, but they're gonna have to make some moves at playmaker. But uh, Nick, any final thoughts before we get out of here? We got a lot to talk about. I will say, Nick, I I feel like we have more to talk about this week because the Broncos actually didn't play terrible. So it's not like we're you know uh, just rehashing the same issues. Like we we can kind of talk about. Hey, Russell Wilson played good. You know, some young guys stepped up. Josie Jewell, man, hat off to him. He's having a great season. Uh, but any final thoughts before we get out of here? Yeah, absolutely, man. I got some hot topics that uh, I just kind of had jotted down on a piece of paper that uh, we're, we're going to be flooded with topics and we're not going to be able to get through all of them. But it's going to be breaking down this team in a way that we've never broken them down before. So look out. Definitely, definitely. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, share the podcast. We will see you guys Again, later this week uh, as the Broncos prepare to take on the Cardinals next Sunday at home uh, at, I believe, the same time that they played this week. What is it? 2.05 p.m. So make sure you guys, uh, again, like, subscribe uh, to the podcast, and we'll have two more episodes coming your way soon this week. 